Hello, welcome back to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten, and today I'm joined by our good friend Eric D. Hey, baby. Yeah, welcome back to the world of dumps. Love it. Yeah, we got a we got a good one today. Uh, yeah, you've been uh, <laughs> you're kind of falling into all these all these culinary dumps. I, I, it's like my favorite thing in the world. So yeah. I, I love this. <laughs> well, fucking good, because uh, this is one. I don't think this was ever suggested to us, but when I posted a hint, everyone fucking got it, so I had to send out a shit ton of free stickers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, God damn, maybe I should have been a little bit more uh, coded. You got a little excited. I did. I did. Well, here it is, though. We're talking about the Wendy's chili finger scandal. The Wendy's finger chili is what we'll call it. It sounds like it's a dish on the menu. Yeah. Which they should have done. It, like a chili finger, I feel like if that was an actual dish, it would be like a popsicle that was chili. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Would it like iced or like? Yeah, a, you'd have to, be, I'm, I'm to pic- get the finger shape. I'm picturing like a bread. Like yeah, those a mozzarella bread- stick. Uh, there you go. Chili. There, there it is. That, yeah. I, love, I love that. That I would eat that. I wouldn't eat the popsicle. I, I want that now. Yeah. <laughs> I crave it and I want it. Well, I, I am glad that you didn't bring any Wendy's chili, but uh, there's reasons for for why. Not because it had a finger in it once. It's just not the nicest. It's just not. Yeah. It's not, it's not the nicest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So file this one under the McDonald's hot coffee scandal or even the Popeye's chicken sandwich episode. This is kind of like the fucked up sequel to the McDonald's hot coffee uh, incident. In a roundabout, yeah. I mean, don't spoil it, but yeah, like it is. It, it, it's like worse. You know, yeah. it's like a human centipede. Like everyone was like, "Fuck, that was crazy." And then you come out with the second one, and it's just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that, <laughs> that first one was baby shit. Or, or you could even look at it like in in, uh, in real cinema terms, <laughs> real cinema. But like McDonald's hot coffee, that's Terminator. Mm. This is T two Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Terminator is good, and everyone agrees it's good, but no one's no one's talking about Terminator. They're always referring it's to T2. Terminator. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's T2 for sure. This is a true scam artist story, but like from a shitty scam artist. Uh, it also kind of shows this weird, desperate underbelly of American life. So why is it a dump? Well, the Wendy's chili finger scandal is a dump because it caused mass hysteria, which in turn lost Wendy's millions of dollars. And finally, although only briefly, took the place of the McDonald's hot coffee scandal in the hearts, minds and stomachs of the American public. This story has so many uniquely American aspects to it, it just had to be a dump. You have fast food, get-rich-quick schemes, small-time crime, frivolous lawsuits, late-night talk show fodder, and bodily dismemberment. <laughs> it's, it's got it all. Yeah, it's full package. So you shouldn't really get the chili anyways. Let's get into it. Before we get to the finger at hand, let's take a brief walk down memory lane. The first Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburgers was opened November 15th, 1969 in Columbus, Ohio by Dave Thomas. Now, I mean, we all know Dave. He was the, he was the face. Love him. For, forever. Yeah. And, and, and he, I mean, he was in over 800 commercials, it turns out. Yeah, he. I think he didn't even want to do that, and they were like, "Dave, just do them," or, or, or yeah, something like that. Like, he, or he's like, "Fuck, we don't need a Ronald McDonald. I'll do it. Fuck it, we'll do it live." I know, but his daughter <laughs> is the mascot. It's so, it's so. Oh weird. yeah, well, huh. yeah. So Wendy's became known for many things that set them apart from other fast food giants, like their square hamburger patties, the first pickup or drive-through window, and the inclusion of chili on the menu. In less than ten years, Wendy's expanded to over one thousand locations. Continuing their tradition of fast food innovation, they introduced the salad bar in 1979 and the baked potato in 1983. Yeah, 
Legendary. You have a couple legends right there. Yeah. A couple contenders for sure. Dude, just Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, in 1984, <laughs> Wendy's would intersect with the dump universe with their infamous Where's the Beef ads, which increased their profits by 31%. And even though those commercials stopped running, uh, that profit margin kind of maintained. Like everyone just loved it. Yeah, from, I mean, from then on. I mean, I imagine Burger King and and McDonald's were one and two, and you needed a third place. Yeah, you yeah. know, what I, Wendy's third place. Yeah, that's I, their slogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty awesome slogan. So the Where's the Beef campaign would not be the last advertising home run by the company. In 1989, Wendy's founder Dave Thomas began appearing in the commercials himself. And those are all the ones that I remember. I was, you know, not, not born yet for Where's the Beef. I remember that from I Love the 80s on VH1. Yeah, and many pop culture references. Yes, yes. And yeah, he appeared in over 800 commercials, which is out of control. Where do you find the time? That's Ernest numbers right there. Jim, <laughs> that's Jim Varney numbers, dude. Yeah, he's Varneying. <laughs> in 1995, Wendy's acquired Tim Hortons. It's just an honorable mention. Now, Dave Thomas passed away in January of 2002, but Wendy's lived on, introducing the Baconator in 2007. However, the history of Wendy's does not really matter to today's dump, except for, of course, the inclusion of chili from the chain's start. The chili was introduced as a way to cut down on food waste. In many fast food chains, there's an unexpected unex amount of waste, especially when it comes to meat. When you're cooking hundreds of burgers a day, there will, of course, be little bits of meat here and there. They usually just get thrown out. But whether it be from a burger cooked incorrectly, a burger that was the incorrect size, or just a broken patty, there is always some loss of meat. Where's the beef? It's on the floor. It's in the little <laughs> grease trap. Everywhere except on the patty, apparently. Or on the bun. By saving all of the odds and ends and scooping them into a big old vat of chili, Wendy saves thousands of dollars a year. So funny. Yeah. It's a great idea. It it is. <laughs> but no, it's, it's great. But it's like it's like, yeah, if they mess up or like have old pieces, they like refreeze them and like batch them out. Well, something. and that's the thing. So they get the chili gets a bad rap for being made out of old food, but that's not necessarily the case because it's just bits and pieces that fall off of the burgers as they're flipping them and stuff. Yeah. You know, then and then they just kind of scoop them off the like crumbs. I <laughs> just scoop them <laughs> off the table into it. So it's still kind of gross, but not in the way that the internet claims. Sure. Also, in a chili commercial, they used the Violent Femmes song Blister in the Sun, which caused a major rift between band members and the singer Gordon Gano. Gano owned the publishing rights, so only he and Warner Brothers got any money for the song's inclusion in the commercials. No one else in the band. Oh, that's messed up. I, I went and saw them last night. How was it? It was amazing. They're yeah, one of my favorite sick. bands. Yeah, they're uh, fucking awesome. I, I like don't know much about I know their like history, but I don't know about their personal stuff or whatever. Well, but shocked to know that. Yeah, they scored the chili commercial. <laughs> Jeez Louise, I love them even more now. Right. <laughs> they didn't play that fucking song last night. I'm a little Did they no. really? No, 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 no. Of course they uh, <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, and they're like, this one's brought to you by uh, Wendy's Chili. Uh, uh dude, I will tell you, uh last night. So they played their first album. Uh it, it's came out 40 years ago oh year. wow yeah yeah so the uh self-titled album but that album actually starts with blister in the sun and they doing that thing where they play it from front to back so it was funny they played it right out of the gate <laughs> and then like you could see the, everything dwindle from then on oh out. no like, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, they got fucking some serious I, I mean, jams I, though yeah i love their b-sides or whatever but you could tell by the end like scattered it out a little bit everyone's like, waiting for that at the end yeah yeah, 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 yeah. burn it up first yeah, yeah. Now we get to the next aspect of our story. A scammer is born. There has been a long history of hustlers, scammers, and con artists throughout American history. Today's dump is about just one of them. Anna Ayala, a career scam artist who has failed at almost every attempt she has ever made at getting rich quick. 
This is not one of the cinematic con artist stories Americans love so much, like those that inspired films such as Catch Me If You Can, I Love You Philip Morris, or American Hustle. But what this story lacks in glitz and glamour, it more than makes up for in hilarious and bizarre failure. Again, they're not going to make a movie about this one. All right? It'd be, Yet. I would watch it, though. Uh, yeah. On the, and, Ryan's the gonna, story. and me and Ryan are going to make it. Yeah, we're going to make it. You heard it here first. We're making this thing. <laughs> yeah. Born December 22nd, 1965, Anna Ayala, by all accounts, lived a fairly average and unremarkable life. The kind of life that would lead someone like Anna to dream of bigger and better things, but without the motivation to actually make those bigger and better things happen. Little is known about Anna's childhood as her past was never the focal point of the media attention she garnered. What is known is her lengthy history of frivolous lawsuits and attempts at working the system, a system which she apparently had very little idea how to work. Okay, like when I said that this is like kind of a shedding light on the underbelly of, of America, it's it, the frivolous lawsuits are that. It's this fucking like loser mentality it's where lazy, it's just like, oh, if I just sue them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and like trying to hatch this criminal plot with very little payoff. Like, or effort, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, you can get a huge payout from a fast food place if the shit happened. Yeah, it's like the shit your townie, like, friend would just, like, mumble to at a bar. Be like, you know, we should fucking, you know, just, like, dumb Dude. idea. I, I have a friend who, like, if, like, I remember I was driving one time. And a car was like cutting me off on the left or something illegal. He's like, dude, you should have hit it. You would have collected. And I'm like, what, I would have gotten fuck? a car accident. Yeah, what like, the fuck? <laughs> I sprained my fucking ankle the other day. I've been laid up forever. And uh, my buddy was like, like, I was like, dude, I'm going to have to fucking call out of work. I got to go to the doctor. Like, I thought my shit was broken. And he's like, fucking, if I were you, man, I would just like fucking make it seem like it happened in the parking lot. Like, like, go, that's a like go to work and like fucking like I was, he's like if you can make it in the building dude like yeah, you work can, was comp dude. i was like fuck that like <laughs> and then like you and then you get caught and like there goes your job you're fucking like cringe up, up i mean some people don't have a self-awareness or cringe meter on them right so they don't they don't care <laughs> that they would maybe get caught but i would like oh my god i would just lie awake staring at my ceiling if i got caught doing it's all over yeah, yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah well it's like um uh, I, I had a, a a friend of mine who uh, served some time in San Quentin for murder. I know that one. And uh, yeah, he's also the singer of a of a very good hardcore band, Fang. But uh, he said famously because someone asked him because he was released, you know, after serving his time, and they said, "Oh, do you feel like you got away with murder?" Or people say you got away with murder. And he goes, "Look," he goes, "I think about OJ, and if he really did it." He didn't get away with anything because it's all you fucking think about, whether you're caught or not. Sure. It's all you think about all the time. Oh, yeah. There's no way you just like suppress the memory of you like cutting someone's head off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or strangling or, or or lying about McDonald's or, <laughs> or, or spraining your ankle in the parking lot. Exactly. Yeah. It's all the same. It's exactly <laughs> all the same. <laughs> you see that? There you now, go. to say that Ayala was totally clueless would be inaccurate. She was more of a legal gambler, taking chances on a number of lawsuits or bets until one hit. Throughout her life, Ayala filed upwards of 13 lawsuits against different companies and corporations, succeeding here and there, but mostly losing. For instance, in 1998, she filed her first lawsuit, which was against the San Jose-based newspaper La Oferta Review for sexual harassment. But this case was settled out of court, but it is unknown if she was paid anything. She claimed that it was her boss harassing her. It, it the very good chance it could be true, but 
coupled with her the history of her lawsuits after sure it would not be out of the question to think that maybe this was fabricated yeah or she got a taste of that blood yeah it was like oh <laughs> blood this in the water yeah this is the sweet life right here baby. yeah oh that's all it takes i'm suing everybody yeah oh she would have a, a big old time nowadays <laughs> oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah everyone where we absolutely believe victims first oh god so you know, again, maybe it was true, maybe it wasn't, but something in that case, yeah, gave her the bug, and she started doubling down on filing lawsuits. In 2000, she filed a lawsuit against a car dealership that she had purchased a car from, claiming that a wheel fell off of her car while she was driving. <laughs> Pretty big deal. Yeah. The laws, How do you fake that one? Like, yeah, Just really. Just loosen it. Right? You Just... can do it. Yeah. This lawsuit was then extended to include General Motors and Goodyear tires. The lawyer just had money signs in his eyes. What like, oh, fuck? we're going after the company. We're going after the dealership, the tires. But once the lawsuit was underway, she fired her attorney and failed to show up in court, which led the judge to dismiss the case with prejudice, meaning that the lawsuit could never be refiled. And while that case was filed in 2000, it was dismissed in 2004. And that was the same year that she would get her first taste of litigious victory. Also, the lawyer claimed that uh, uh, he got fired because she would make threats to him. Like, like this better work out or else, like, I'm going to sick my husband on you or whatever. Oh, and he was God. just like, I can't, like, win, like, automatically. <laughs> you know, like, the, you have to go to court. The worst them. type of people. And, and you're going against General Motors and Goodyear tires. Yeah. Like, you, they're going to throw everything and Like, Unless you. you're, like, were you pulled over after that happened? Like, did you pull over? Is there any witnesses? Like, I, mean, you know, could, I was able to make it home. We could take <laughs> we could go take the tire off my car right now and drive it around the block and then come home and park it and tell that story to someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. So in 2004, Ayala set her sights on a different major industry, fast food. After claiming that her daughter contracted salmonella from the popular chicken chain, El Pollo Loco, she went... After the crazy chicken for medical expenses and damages and was allegedly, according to her, paid a settlement of $30,000. A spokesperson from El Pollo Loco later stated that they never paid her a dime. What? So who, I, I, maybe that's damage control on El Pollo Loco's part. Yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. Well, we don't want to admit that someone got salmonella, so we'll just pay it and then we get to lie about it. True. But you're not supposed to tell anyone either, yeah, you fucking like, idiot. Shut up. Yeah. I love El Pollo Loco. Me too. Never got salmonella. Never. Yeah, I, I would purposefully contract salmonella for 30 grand yeah i'm gonna sue raisin canes for the diarrhea they gave me eight years ago <laughs> and the ptsd yeah. you've obviously suffered since well once again waking up in the middle of the night staring at my ceiling thinking about it yeah in, in legal world we call that damages yeah exactly yeah, yeah now this story it could go two ways if she did get a settlement then she must have grown addicted to the fast money and was looking for her next score if she wasn't paid then her next move could be seen as doubling down after losing her last big bet Again, it's more of like a gambling thing, like throwing shit at the wall till something sticks. Because you got to pay lawyers and shit too. It's not free right, to do but this. with frivolous lawsuits, like like tort law is yeah. what it's called. A lot of these guys will work pro bono because the payoffs can be so big. Sure, okay, that makes sense. You know, so having some serious tort scammer experience under her belt, Anayela set her sights on an innocent, redheaded, pigtailed little girl who just wanted to spread joy through Square Burgers. We're talking about Wendy's. Ooh. This next section, uh, I don't always like to tell you guys how my outlines are laid out, but sometimes I uh, pat myself on the back. This section is called Chili Got Fingered. <laughs> All right. All right. It's how, it's how I break it down into chapters We're here. getting to the square patty of the story here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the beef? Right, right here. here, baby. The first day, or <laughs> sorry, the first day. The day, March 22nd, 2005. The place, Wendy's Old Fashioned Hamburgers in San Jose, California. While eating at a Wendy's, Anna Ayala busted open her cup of the coveted leftover meat chili, the same chili that has been served to millions of hungry patrons since 1969. 
She crushed up her complimentary saltine crackers and mixed the now shattered salty confections into the steaming cup. One bite, two bite, three bite. Finger! <laughs> After biting down on something hard, or at least something much harder than the usual ingredients, she spit out the mouthful. After examining the small hard piece of what she assumed was bad meat, or just more leftover meat, I guess, <laughs> she noticed what appeared to be a portion of a fingernail, and that is when the realization hit her. It was a piece of a human finger. I remember when this came out, and like everyone's first instinct was, of course, to believe this shit. And like that like, was like terrifying. Yeah, like I mean, and there's so many like just 90s and 2000s like early rumors like from our childhood you you remember, but like yeah, Burger King horse meat. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, but yeah, I remember hearing it and being like, of course. Yeah, of course. And, like, oh, and of course it would be in the chili. Yeah, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, fucking so many idiots yeah, out there. Fucking like, finger. Yeah. A lot has to happen, but we'll 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 talk about sure. the, the long path, the journey. They can make a Pixar movie about that chunk of the finger yeah. and its journey from being attached to a hand to ending up in this chili. Have, have you ever seen Lord of War with Nicolas Cage? No. Okay, the opening scenes that the the traveling of a bullet to the mm. gun, whatever from the manufacturer. Right. But yeah, I would love that first person yeah. shot <laughs> of his finger getting chopped off and what it went through to end up in this woman's this, chili. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. So Ayala brought the finger chunk to the cashier, but <laughs> said that she would be filing a police report and would be holding on to the chunk herself for legal reasons. She then called up her lawyer, who at that moment believed he had a slam dunk tort case on his hands. And if you remember from our McDonald's hot coffee episode, tort law is the, you know, legal system that deals with this kind of shit frivolous lawsuits suing companies for you know like if you slip on the the tile in the market you know or your coffee's too hot finger in your chili that's tort law the cha-ching department cha-ching yes exactly as the lawsuit began to take shape a legal investigation as well as a corporate investigation were underway ayala went back to her home in vegas while all the information was being gathered as to why she went to a Wendy's in San Jose, well, she was from there and had family still living there, though her and her husband lived in Vegas. So she made a pilgrimage. Because she didn't want to do that at her local Wendy's. No, because you don't. You want to be able to show you. You want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you can't get a baconator from anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. And you can't get chicken nuggets and a baked potato from anywhere else. No. <laughs> so she's like, we'll go to the we'll go to the well, or maybe she's like, we'll go to the good one in San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> that one's my favorite. That they, one's my favorite. They have the most money. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that had something to do with it. Who well. knows? But I mean, she also sued her boss, you know, from the San Jose newspaper. So she's maybe she was just looking for a San Jose victory. Yeah. Before any facts could be locked down, the story had already caused a media frenzy. Wendy's Chili already had a questionable reputation, but that reputation, coupled with the accusation of a human finger being found, put Wendy's in the crosshairs of the American public. Ayala did not shy away from press either. She even appeared on Good Morning America to tell her tell her story alongside her attorney with tears in her eyes. I watched that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah. I'm no lawyer, but I... I have a pretty good bullshit meter, and uh, within <laughs> and the five, damn needle almost broke up. Within, within five seconds, she said way too many words. She said, "So I kept eating it and eating it and eating it like a person does. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> you could tell, like her head was so fucking fucked up from lying that it was just like it's so like like, like you do, like you do. You eat, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. Do you because if you eat? don't, then you get hungry, and if you stay hungry for too long, you could die. So I'm eating dude, this chili. Whenever my my wife was lying, she says too many words, and I'm always like, ah, you're full Bingo. of shit, dude. <laughs> this lady was like, and I crushed up my saltines and spread. And I'm like, what are you fucking narrating a goddamn movie, dude? Like just tell, yeah, like, just like, stop. I found a chili, a finger in my chili. Like, yeah, <laughs> too many words. You're lying. It's obvious. Yeah, and you should be way more grossed out. You know what I mean? I'd be gagging, like, talking about it. Yeah, there's a bigger... 
Finger in my chin. She's like, I just, I, I, I gag like that just talking about the chili itself. Yeah. Oh, Sans <laughs> finger. Those, the, you know what? It's all the corners from the square burgers are all the fucking chunks. Of meat right there. <laughs> that, little, that's the good part. Little triangles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the good. That's, that's where the, that's where the real zhuzh is. Mm. Now this story was everywhere. Uh, it impacted fast food as a whole, but obviously hit Wendy's the hardest. Like, cause then people, cause you know, fast food, it's, it's fast. And you know, sometimes they pump out so much shit. Sometimes they're not the best looking restaurants. Sometimes they fall into disrepair and people still line up, you know? Yeah. And like it, mentally as a, consumer like the standard the bars lowered right you know what i mean like, totally yeah, yeah you, you know um and wendy's they had lost millions of dollars not also not to mention that this was every fucking late night host's material for like the next couple of weeks you hear about this you hear about this finger of the chili yeah yeah, yeah. I, I saw like john stewart be like it wrote itself the headline like wrote the story like, right yeah, that's yeah. the story <laughs> right oh, it, exactly. like i always wondered if like after all this blew over like you know when you go into like a restaurant or like a factory it's like days since accident happened like do they have like a church like days since fingertip found in chili yeah 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 you know it's finger still... finger free since 2003 but then this bitch ruined it the next year yeah 20 years now though yeah hey baby yeah yeah. yeah unless someone just swallowed one and never knew <laughs> For like fun, yeah. They're just like, is that a finger? <laughs> Fuck it. Boop. <laughs> but Wendy's lost millions of dollars. The loss would continue for weeks, amounting to an estimated twenty-one million dollars in total losses. Yeah, Yikes. they even gave out free frosties at just that location, you, you, but then they spread it to nationwide. So oh no God. matter what, you can get a free frosty, like just to be like, hey, and there's no fingers in those. What the fuck, dude? But maybe. Yeah. Well, and there's a study done by the University of Las Vegas, uh, interestingly, <laughs> where Ayala was from. But it was about how to best handle scandals like this, particularly with fast food. Yeah. And apparently, like, from the surveys that they took, it's better to not give out free shit because it comes across as guilty. Mm. Whereas the suggested route is to improve advertising that reminds people of the company prior to the scandal. So, like, rather than being like, hey, sorry this happened. Have a free Frosty. It's like, remember how good this shit is? Remember how much you like this? Yeah. Like, stop. Not, like, don't not like it now. Like, that right. that works better to be like, people just need a reality check. Yeah. I mean, people get outrageous for, like, I, at this point, I would say two weeks is the top amount of time someone's outraged. Right. Over anything. <laughs> so you could just say nothing. Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> wait, point, wait it out. I think yeah. I think things back, things back then though had more weight though before like spazzy social media brain. Well, because now there's there's too much news. So yeah, like yeah, during yeah. finger in the chili, let's wring this chamois dry. Yeah, you know, like, so they keep that on forever. Cocaine bear, what the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> just anything. It's just not, like, it's happened. It's done. Yeah, now it's gone. Yeah, yep. what the fuck? See ya. Yeah, yeah. People need to just like chill for a second, and the next the next thing will come. Yeah, you know? <sighs> it's so weird. Yeah. There are a lot of ways to scam a billion dollar company. You could slip and fall, get sick from the food, stage an employee confrontation. There are all kinds of ways to go about it. And if you aim low enough, the tendency for corporate giants is to just pay their way out of it. But when something as severe as a finger being found in food comes along, you bet your ass they're going to throw all of their resources at that situation, which could cause irreparable damage to the company. And that's exactly what Wendy's did. They brought out the big guns for this. All fast food giants have an intricate system of suppliers, factories, processing plants, and checks and balances to ensure that their products remain consistent and safe for consumption. After interrogating the Wendy's or the employees of the Wendy's location that the finger was found at, particularly this poor guy Hector Pineda who made the chili, oh. they basically just said, "Let's see him," and he had to like hold out his hands, <laughs> and then they counted his tips. Like, nope, ten fingernails, not his. I, I, I read real quick. I read a thing yeah. about how they make that chili. So speaking of the guy making it, uh, they said that they they get like they actually make it. They cook it for like four hours, and they huh. put, 
the meat in and the beans and all this stuff. But the beans they use, they don't get canned beans. They make fresh beans. But if you don't cook them long enough, they could potentially poison you. <laughs> and like, we don't know why they chose it those turned beans. into ricin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we don't know why they don't just send them cooked already because everything else is like low quality in there. So Hector knew knew his shit because he didn't fucking poison anyone. Yeah, and he yeah. didn't lose a finger. So after they checked out him and all the employees, it was concluded that the finger had to have come from an outside source, like maybe one of the processing plants that puts together the rest of the ingredients or the meat or anything. But now, see, I didn't know that. So now I'm like, oh, fuck, like if they make it all there, because I was thinking maybe they get it in like a giant sack that they just snip the corner off of and like squeeze out into the thing and then add the meat to it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't but know. I, yeah, I mean, if they if they make all this shit, then how the fuck would a finger get in there if the, it didn't come from an employee at the store? The Maybe the sauce or the beef, because the beef isn't like, I think the beef is frozen from tons of Wendy's after it isn't usable uh-huh. and sent back and then sent out again. Right, because if you're really good at making burgers, you might not have enough chunks to put into yeah, the yeah, chili. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's you... like a system. Yeah. Oh god, so it, just so that's leftovers. Why it, it like frozen again, shipped somewhere, shipped back somewhere, and then fucking thawed out and cooked in this like. So you could be eating chili in in say Wyoming, but that meat might have been the leftover shitty meat from Sounds California like, or yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, you know, fancy up. imported. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so so they have to go down the line now to all like every stop on the Wendy's you know path to to a restaurant from where's the you beef? Know, from farm to fucking restaurant from farm to table chilies yeah <laughs> chilies chili not chilies that's a different episode we'll do a baby back ribs episode we will. Oh. So, yeah, but that poor guy that made the chili, he was under fire at first. But, again, he had all his fingers. And he had worked at that Chili's for fucking 10 years. And Wendy's backed his ass up publicly. They, like, like they really championed this guy. Not only as not losing a finger in the chili, but also just being, like, a badass Wendy's employee. Yeah. So, like, he got, like. I mean, it makes the best chili. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a fucking Band-Aid either. Like, it's like you believe the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, look. I don't look. know what to tell you. Yeah, it's fine. So the internal investigation moved on to the processing plant that made the chili base, like the sauce, yeah. and they found that not only had there not been an accident resulting in the loss of an employee fingertip, but there hadn't been any injury-causing accident of any time or of any kind for quite some time. Years. Nothing happens at these places. Yeah. Years. Lots of checks and balances. It's not like the uh, the guy at the Mars Wrigley factory that literally just like fucking Willy Wonka fell into a vat of chocolate. Oh, I don't, I, didn't, I never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, it was a big deal. He, he lived, but like this dude fucking fell. Like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah so that, that was a, probably a bitch to clean out a giant vat of melted chocolate. Ugh. After the investigation was complete, it was concluded that the finger could not have come from any link in the Wendy's chain. And that is when the criminal investigation began. There were two aspects to the criminal investigation. One was that Wendy's was losing millions of dollars and there was no telling what the lasting impact of these claims would be. And the other side, the fact that there was someone out there missing part of a finger that was used in a false claim to get a cash settlement. Because it's a human fucking finger It's still. a human fucking finger. Yeah, and not like a cadaver, right? They probably could have tested that. Like, Oh, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad I didn't send you the outline because now we're getting. So the first stop for the finger chunk was the forensic lab of the San Jose Police Department. The medical examiners working on the case already knew that the finger didn't come from any Wendy's employee. So the next step was figuring out how a finger chunk found its way into the chili. 
and it was discovered that not only did the finger not belong to anyone from Wendy's, but also that the finger did not show any signs consistent with human flesh being cooked at the temperature and for the length of time that the chili is cooked. Oh. Ergo, the finger was planted in the chili. <laughs> yeah. Shocker, right? Dom, dom, dom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's very clear that it didn't come from Wendy's. Now, it was almost one month to the day after the finger was found, quote-unquote, in the chili, that Anna Ayala was arrested at her Las Vegas home. She was arrested on April 21st, 2005, and the arrest came after it became clear to authorities that there was foul play afoot. This was, of course, reinforced by her long history of lawsuits. Soon after the arrest of Anna Ayala, the whole scam began to fall apart. Authorities found that her husband, then 43-year-old Jaime Placentia, was also in on it. What happened was, Placentia's co-worker, a man named Brian Rossiter, had lost the tip of his finger in an industrial accident. He brought the finger chunk back to work in a jar of preservative to show off when Placentia offered to buy it from him for $100. Oh my god. It is unknown whether or not Rossiter was told what the finger would be used for initially, but what is known is that after the story hit the airwaves, Ayala and Placentia offered him $250,000 of expected settlement money to keep quiet. When faced with legal prosecution for playing a part in the scam, Rossiter told the police everything he knew leading to the arrest of Jaime Placentia. What a fucked up dude. whole weird situation. Just folded dude. immediately. Yeah. No, like, no, 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 no. I sold that fingertip. Fair and square, square deal, $100. Yeah, I, I have nothing to do with what happened to that fingertip. I have my 100 bucks. Yeah. $100 fingertip. Done. Yeah, That's yeah. as far as it was supposed to go. Yeah. I didn't know. I have no idea. Oh, my God. But also... The, like, light bulb going off, like, the shitty scam artist light bulb going off over the guy's head when he sees a fingertip. He's like, I could put that in some food. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of people just have, like, really, I, I don't want to say, like, hustle mentality. It's not hustle. It's, like, a crappy version of that. It's just, like. Every day I'm grinding. I'm finding fingertips. Like, uh, I'm putting them in chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm an entrepreneur on Instagram. I, <laughs> I find fingertips and I put Gary them in Gary V, you want to make some money? I'll tell you how to make some money. You get your friend. He lost the top of his finger, yeah. right? You pay $100 for it. Put it in the chili. Sue him. Million dollars. On top of that, like, how are you? How do you think you're going to get away with that if you've already had 30 other bullshit fucking things? Like, yeah. you're going to get investigated immediately, no matter what. I think what, like, really was kind of the smoke screen that went up was just, like, the primal aspect of finding like human remains yeah. in your food like that, that shock really kind of took control of the narrative for a while. Yeah. Cause no one took the time to like really think about it, you Dude, know? Uh, and also I, no one really fuck it. I, I, I do think though, cause with the McDonald's hot coffee, the difference was that no one really understood the full story because once the details were coming out about it how was like way more was brutal. Hurt, yeah. Yeah. It, but it fell out of the news cycle. Like that wasn't the story people wanted to report on. Yeah. They wanted to report on someone trying to scam McDonald's. This was like fucking like they, people had to know, like we had to know how it ended. Of course. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, wait, where did that, but what about that finger in the chili? Cause I want Wendy's chili and I want to make sure like <laughs> that I'm not going to chomp down <laughs> yeah. on fucking some guy named Brian's finger. So this is, this is 2005. I wonder if they had security cameras all over Wendy's because I'm like, there's no way she actually put that in her mouth. You know what I mean? Well, or, or is, is there? <laughs> she did. Yeah, she had to because she had to fucking make it real. But like, like she had like like she like had to bite down on it. So like like because she like was thinking. Tooth, right? So it's like yeah, like so it, it looked a little crunched. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a little a little bit. She fucking went for it. Yeah, dude, big time, <laughs> big fucking time. Wow. Yeah. But also, 
here's my and and this is unclear but now that we're talking about it and i never even thought about this how did she put it in because if there were security cameras then surely they'd see her taking out a little bag and like planting she something it in her she had to hold it in her fucking mouth and have someone else order for her she's like oh i'll get her table and then like goes and then just sitting there like fucking babysitting this fingertip in her mouth until oh she God. could like like yeah there's questions to me i tried to add her on instagram i found her but uh no way yeah private account and uh not really eager to talk to culture dumps did you uh send her a message i did no response yeah. Unread. Yeah. Ghosted. But uh, I think it's because, well, we'll talk about maybe why, besides the fact that we're called culture dumps and it's very obvious that we're going to fuck with you. So after news of the arrest went public, Joseph Desmond, the franchisee who owned the location the finger scam took place at, urged the public to return to Wendy's. Even then, uh, or even then, Weiss, Wendy's vice president, Denny Lynch, made public statements and would later claim it took several years for Wendy's profits to return to normal. Overnight, Ayala went from an unfortunate would-be accidental cannibal to failed con artist, essentially. Yeah, and that's like reverse slander, too. You could, like, sue her for damage oh, yeah. back, dude. Oh, big like, time. Big time. That's, like, no so joke. There were several charges facing Ayala and Placentia, and, you know, the two that stuck, the two big ones that the attorneys knew they could nail them on, yeah. were grand larceny and conspiracy to commit insurance fraud. Not to mention uh, that Ayala also got hit with a grand theft a grand theft charge involving an unrelated 2003 incident where she sold a trailer that didn't belong to her. Dude, she was just like wanted for person, that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she was living in a boyfriend's trailer and just sold it <laughs> to someone. <laughs> that's kind of if he sucked. That's really funny, but yeah. But like, <laughs> I mean, dude, she sucks. You know, they, everyone here sucks. But the larceny charge that was due to the profit loss that Wendy suffered. So they kind of categorized it as them stealing that money from Wendy's. Well, yeah, they're, what they said it went down thirty percent or something like that. Twenty-one million dollars. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. yeah. In, in estimated lost lost profits. Now the couple was sentenced to nine years in prison each plus a 21 million dollar fine that was dropped uh under the stipulation that neither party could profit from the story post-trial because you fucking know they would have taken any oh, check yeah. afforded to oh them. yeah dude. yeah so they were also fined one hundred and seventy thousand dollars in restitution to be paid to wendy's employees that one did stick 21 million dollars they dropped but they're like you can never go on the news you can't go on culture dumps yeah and I, like you, <laughs> no, you can't you, pay movies. yeah you, well i know yeah as if we would <laughs> fuck yeah we, we don't make that kind of that's money. how we, you dm her again grease her a little bit yeah yeah i'll be like chili on me Let's go to Wendy's and send her a bunch of pictures of us eating chili, just a harass, <laughs> harasser. So good. <laughs> so Anna Ayala, she would only serve four years out of the nine-year sentence, whereas her husband served even more than the full term due to other legal problems he had. Oh, he was on, like, boy. probation or parole or something. So, like, he had to go to prison for 12 years, and she got out in four. Dude, imagine that. I, I, like, I know, just like, God damn it. What are you in for? And he's out 100 bucks <laughs> Yeah, he's like, for the fingertip. I know, right? Like, you like, use that for the canteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, he's like, but trust me, no fingers in the ramen spread that I'm going to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, allegedly, Ayala was somewhat of a folk hero in prison and would often sign autographs for fellow inmates and corrections officer. Like, if I worked at that prison, I would bring a cup of chili and be like, will you sign my chili? Of course you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that would be like in a fucking curio case in my house right now. Yeah. So life after finger chunk. Not much is known about Ayala's life post-incarceration because she wasn't allowed to make media appearances nor profit off the situation in any way. But she did accidentally make headlines once more in 2013. In June of 2013, Anna Ayala was sentenced to two years in prison for lying to police on behalf of her son, Guadalupe Reyes. 
In October of 2012, Reyes, a convicted felon, somehow managed to shoot himself in the ankle. Not wanting her son to go to prison for possessing the firearm as a felon, Ayala lied to police and claimed that he was shot by two unknown assailants. A full-on manhunt was quickly underway for two suspects who did not exist. And it was the false report, the severity of the false report, and the wasted resources that sent Ayala to the slammer. Again, for two more fucking years. Jesus. And her son ended up serving eight years for the firearm possession with a shot ankle. Eight years? Because they tried to, like, scam They threw him. the book at him because he, he wasn't allowed yeah. to have a gun. Possession so of a firearm. Like, discharged it. <clears throat> he probably would have got a year outside of that. Or maybe even nothing because he fucking... Just be like, I don't know. Where you shot yourself, kid. We're yeah. just going to let yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, you fucking you go hobble back to the car. Yeah. Go back to your f- finger, mom. Yeah. So uh, also in 2016, this is an honorable mention. A story was spreading all- online that a Wendy's employee was regularly taking shits in the chili. But that was later proven to be false. Like <laughs> The chili just can't catch a break, I, dude. <laughs> I know. I love that. Like, there's no way of proving that unless someone found a shit in the chili. I love that. <laughs> A shit. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> gossip. They're just like, hey, heard there's some. But also, like, we've all seen the Wendy's chili. Like, how would you, know? unless there's like a turd hanging out of it, like a fucking garnish. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the drink. Like, how are you going to fucking know? Maybe taste it. <laughs> I don't know. It's dude. like, this chili tastes abnormally shitty. I, so I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I fucking, I rarely eat Wendy's these days, but um, I love the chili. I yeah. was a big fan of it back in the day. I want some now. That's what always happens to us when we do these fucking episodes. Yeah. I always want whatever shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I will not be getting it. So what does it all mean? The Wendy's finger chili debacle. Well, I guess it means don't always believe what you hear. This story was so impactful because the public, while obsessed with fast food, is also very suspicious of fast food. It was not out of the question to believe that a small piece of a finger could be found in the already eyebrow-raising chili served at Wendy's. What is interesting to me is the fact that when a frail old woman was severely burnt by coffee at McDonald's, the majority of people sided with McDonald's. Whereas, with this outrageous instance, people sided with the supposed victim. The Wendy's chili finger story struck a chord in the darkest depths of our psyche, touching on themes like cannibalism, not knowing where our food comes from, and the effects of corporate negligence. Instead of our reaction being, oh my god, that's so gross, that poor lady, what the fuck, Wendy's? Maybe next time a story like this comes out, which will happen, our first reaction should be, hmm, I'm not so sure about that. We better wait and see. And that's what it means to me. You know, don't, let's not, like, these companies have been around for a long fucking time, okay? They know what they're doing. Yeah. If you like it or not, they're, they're... Huge businesses that have accountability. And that's why people go after them like this. Yeah. You know, because if, if you can hit the payday, oh, right. it's a payday. Like we talked about on the uh, McSalad Shaker episode, I believe it was. There was a, a wife of an NFL coach or team owner. I, I can't remember the details, but she was eating a salad at, at McDonald's and there was just a straight up dead rat in it. <laughs> and that was real. That's a payout. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And also like. Oh, God, even still thinking about that. Like, just imagine sticking your fork into a salad, expecting salad consistency, and it hits, like, something that feels like a pillow. I would rather eat a human finger than a fucking rat. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you can swallow a tip of a finger like an aspirin. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No you problem. don't even need to little, chew it up. Like a little but you had a rat. You're going to need to work at that, dude. So that's, fucking That's nasty, bum fights dude. levels, dude. Yeah. Oh. Call back. God, yeah. <laughs> Call it. So, folks, uh, I do want to announce, uh, we talked about it on the last uh, episode, but... 
please do check out our new superstore. The Culture Dumps Superstore is culturedumps.bigcartel.com. And that features all kinds of collectibles, Culture Dumps and Podcast 99 merch, books, movies, true crime, memorabilia, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, trying to make ourselves a little more multifaceted here. So do check that out. Also, um, this one's probably not going to come out before the event. So never mind. You missed the event. If you missed the, the Woodstock 9 event, Sorry, bud. Was it the 17th? May 19th. May, or, yeah, May 19th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. May, Just May 19th. in case. Just in Just case. Just in case we are ahead of schedule. I don't believe we will be because we never are. Yeah. Um, but uh, so let, let's pretend like it already happened. It was awesome. You guys should have been there. It was there. the best. Uh, it was the best. Or, or I'm very sorry for what happened at the event. <laughs> sorry about the finger. Yeah, sorry about the finger. Yeah, e exactly. So, folks, you guys all know Eric D. from Meth Syndicate. Make hey. sure you follow him on everything and, uh, you know, grab some shirts or some swag, what, what have you. And uh, follow us on, on Patreon at patreon.com slash culture dumps for all of our bonus materials, extra episodes, all that. Follow us on Instagram at culture dumps. And if you have any suggestions, comments, concerns, you can always send them over to culture dumps at gmail.com. I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by Eric D. Hey, before you go. Yeah. I have a little got? clip I want to play. Sure. Uh, I found like I was watching a bunch of news on the. the yeah. Show, oh, this is good. Yeah. This morning. And this is one of the news clips that I found, and it was making me laugh very hard. Uh, I'll just put it up to the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is good. How do I get volume? There we go. Saturday police have arrested a woman who claims she found a finger in a bowl of Wendy's chili. That woman who claims she found a finger in her Wendy's chili has been fingered herself. Now <laughs> <laughs> That's it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on dumping. <laughs> Woo! Oh, oh, oh.